0: I like the sound of this beat. Hour number 3 on a Friday. We hope you are doing well getting ready for the NFL championship games. Who's going to be in Super Bowl 57? We've been giving you reports throughout the day on those games. Chris Jones referencing Burrowhead Stadium. You know they've heard it, and now we know they're mad about it. Uh, Throwing that out at the media availability, that's pretty cool. Uh, The line on that game is Kansas City by one. It is still Philly by two and a half uh, at this point. Both of those lines have kind of frozen in the last day or so as we get ready for the championship games. Uh, Patrick Mahomes high ankle sprain, obviously the biggest focus of that game. How is he going to be able, how is he going to look early on in that ball game? Texas at Tennessee, a lot of other stuff on the board that we will get to. Uh, Hour number three always starts with a beat, especially chosen for all of you by Zay. Zay, what do we got here? This is what
1: Arch Manny should be listening to. Uh Uh-huh. Manny Fresh Beat, Cash Money, The Hot Boys, Lil Wayne, Juvenile, BG, and Turk. My God. Legends in New Orleans. If
0: I just say Lil Wayne, is that enough? Yeah. Little, little, little yeah Wayne. Yeah, wow. that would be enough. But you got to give everybody they love to. I'm sorry. Roll, roll, roll it out for me again. Lil Wayne, who
1: else? Lil Wayne. Turk. Uh-huh. Turk. BG. BG. Juvenile. And Juvenile. Manny Fresh on the production. Gotcha.
0: Um, I've always wondered on names like that, at what point... Does Juvenile have to consider a name change? Like when Little Bow Wow was Little Bow Wow, eventually he had to think about, do I change that? So does Juvenile, is Juvenile Juvenile forever? Yeah. Okay. Because even though you're old, you can be Juvenile.
1: Right. So but yeah. everybody just calls them Juvie. So when you say you jam in that Juvie, I used to jam Juvie. You should know what they're talking about. Juvie. Yeah. Okay. I got you. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, plus, if you say juvie, you get
0: that juvenile hall kind of reference. It seems a little tougher, right? Right, exactly. Because yeah, then you're juvenile and you go to juvie. All right. Uh, so, got a great beat to start hour number three. Uh, Chad and Zay with you. On this Friday, uh, Zay, are we uh,
1: Nah I can't reach catch. Call we are three times. We are, un- we are
0: unable to connect with Jeff Ketchum of Orangebloods.com. All right, so we're not gonna be able to get his thoughts maybe on Cowboys and Longhorns and some other stuff. Uh, we will get to, to plenty of football here though as we uh, we talk about it. Now, um How about this? I will not reveal any sources, but I just got a text on the old personal text line. You ready for this, Zay? I think you can probably tell me the name here. It says, just left Lake Belton High School. Jimbo and Nick Saban are both there. Justin Wells. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm sorry. You could probably tell me the name of the player that we're talking about here. This is what's, I can't remember, it's Micah something, right? It's the receiver. Ah, yes. Micah okay. whatever. It was not Justin Wells, by the way. Um, okay, just guessing. But I did, uh, yeah, so apparently there's uh, some some visits, school visits going on today. Micah, what's his name? I'll, I'll get it for the folks. But uh, that is one of the big dogs in the, uh, and I'm going to have to double check which class that is. I think, it is. this still, hang on, hang on. Hudson, there it is, Micah Hudson, and he is class of 24. This is next year. This is next year, so not something everybody is going to be, you know, signed, sealed, delivered on this next week, but just to keep it in mind, uh, one of the badass receivers in the area, Micah Hudson, apparently getting some SEC visits today.
1: Yeah, look at that list right now. Bama's at the top. Yeah. Arkansas, Arizona State, Baylor, Auburn. mm. I get the Baylor. That makes a lot of sense. That's right up the street. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so if you want to uh, to check that name out,
0: Micah Hudson is uh, is that name. So thank you to the insider sources letting uh, letting me know that uh, the some big coaches are taking a look at the Lake Belton product today. Uh, if you're just jumping in, there's a lot of NFL stuff going on today. We started with the Cowboys discussion because Dan Quinn is coming back. It's been officially announced because he let everybody know yesterday, hey, I did the interviews, but we have unfinished business in Dallas. So he is coming back. And as of right now, Zay, I have still not seen anything on Kellen Moore. We're obviously sitting here just after 2 o'clock. I'm guessing by the end of today, maybe we know. Cowboys fans are going to go into the weekend knowing whether or not it's Kellen Moore?
1: Yeah, and what you said earlier, Chad, is sticking with me, Dan Quinn – Give Jerry Jones and Steven Jones and Big Mike an ultimatum. Like, if I come back, that guy on the other side, the offensive coordinator, there, because they have basically clean house with everyone else besides those four. And we know Kellen Moore's his job's still hanging in the air. But did he give him the ultimatum? If I come back and that guy's still over there, he better be gone. Yeah.
0: And I don't, again, that's me. That is me with my fan perspective yeah. on it. Dan Quinn, if, if I, you know, if Dan Quinn and I sat down in a restaurant and I said, Hey, man, what do you think of just the whole thing, the whole vibe of everybody? And he could tell me, I love it. I love it. I dig Kellen's offense. I like Dak. I think we just need to tweak a couple things up. We just need to, you know, finish it. We had some injuries last year. Is that what he would tell me? Or deep down, would he say, like, Hey, whew, I just, I got to, I gotta have an OC that 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 understands what I've got a little bit more. Because when I watched Micah Parsons say what he said after that last game, everybody else was thinking he was ripping Dak.
1: That's not what I thought. I didn't think Eleven was getting on Dak. Yeah, Dak just played that bad. It makes you f- think that right. way,
0: right? I thought Eleven was 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 speaking for his defense. I thought he was trying to champion his defensive coordinator. And he was just trying to say the other two parts of this thing, but specifically the offensive part, it wasn't good enough. I don't think he was saying Dak wasn't good enough. It, the offense, could not find. We, we as a team needed to find 20 points, two touchdowns, two field goals, and we got the field goals. Our field goal kicker that was screwing up in the last game actually got us those field goals, and we could only find one touchdown. And then he did miss the extra point. But that's a whole other thing. Basically found 13 points in a perfect world. Could not find that other touchdown. So Micah Parsons, I think, is saying, hey, it was that close in a way. But he also knows that in a way it felt a long way away. So how do you tweak up that offense. There are those that want to blame Dak and say he will always be inaccurate. It's never going to get fixed. There are those that say it is Kellen Moore. There are those that think it's Mike McCarthy. And there are even more of those that think it's about the tip-top and Jerry Jones, and it just trickles down from there. So, whichever camp you're in today, that's what you have to figure out. But there's only one part of that that's sort of still up in the air today. And that's why we bring up Kellen Moore, because they're going to talk to him today.
1: And I think it's just a little bit of all the above, from Kellen Moore not being spicy with his playbook or not calling the right plays at the right right time, to Dak Prescott throwing turnovers, just being very inaccurate, his decision making being trash, not running at times where he should, not trusting that leg, which I still think that's gonna be an issue. Like I, he just won't be the same quarterback that he once was before his leg got turned around. Oh, you're saying it
0: goes all the way back? Yeah, to yeah, that.
1: absolutely yeah. that, yeah. and then. Uh, 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 three, the talent around Dak. Michael, like, go look at the last few champions that we've seen. Tom Brady, say what you want about Antonio Brown. He was the third wide receiver on that team. You know, you're a Bucs fan. Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown's crazy ass was number three. Yeah. If he didn't go crazy and completely disrespect Roger Goodell in the NFL, he'd be in Canton. No questions asked. We wouldn't even be talking about it. Mm-hmm. with him in the ring and the statistics that he had with the Steelers. You, huh. watched, you watched Antonio Brown's whole career with your wife, and yep. then when he went to Tampa Bay, yeah, that was his number three receiver, along with Chris Godwin, along with Mike Evans. This past year, Matt Stafford had Odell Beckham Jr., which I know he lost a step, especially with his injuries, but he was really good last year, and the best receiver in the NFL last season in Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. And McVay was dealing, you know, last year he was good. And then the defense, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, like, they were stacked everywhere. Can you say that about Dallas? No. You can't. As good as Tony Pollard was— As nice as Dalton Schultz is, I love the uh, tight ends, Ferguson, Hendershot. Those guys are good. I wish they were used more, especially because Dak likes his tight ends. You know, you hear Mike Harge in the promos, especially in that play action, like Kellen Moore. Get him in that. But you got to have the Jimmies and the Joes. It's not always the X's and the O's. Very cliche saying, but it's true. And C.D. Lamb, as good as he was this year, needed help. Like Michael Gallup, nah, bruh. Noah Brown, nah, dog. Uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton, it's cute, but nah. T.Y. Yeah, nah, that's, bruh, what, bruh. that's what's
0: left of T.Y. Hilton. Nah, right
1: bruh, bruh. That, that ain't go work. So as bad as Dak is, you can't look at that squad and say, hmm, we love some Joe Burrow, but T. Higgins, a dog. Tyler Boyd is nice with it. Yeah, Lamar Chase might be the best receiver in the NFL.
0: Yeah, that's why earlier when Brandon Lang was on with us and picked the Bengals, he likes him to win the game outright. He'd tell you to pick him plus the points, all that. But he named all three of those guys when he said if Burrow and and he named all three of them. And that's not what you do with the Cowboys. Nobody's gonna say, man, if Dak and boom, boom, boom can stay together and name three receivers. There's no way you're doing Can't that right do now. It. So the one guy the Cowboys have that a defense is really trying to account for pre-snap is CD. Right? He's 88. Yeah. And then when he's healthy, is Tony Pollard? Do you have to really account for Tony Pollard if you're the defense? Is he a weapon on that level? Um,
1: Yeah, in a way. I
0: kind mean, of? yeah, he had a good season. So, But he's just a running back. Like, he's replaceable. To me, it's about, I mean, you, you can do it two different ways, obviously. You can just throw a ton of talent at people, or you can scheme the heck out of it, or you can do both. Right now I would argue the Niners are doing both. They scheme they scheme really, really well, and they've got these guys where it's like, Oh my god, is that Debo Samuel in the slot? Yeah. Is is that Debo Samuel in the backfield? Yeah, it is. He's everywhere. Uh, And so is Christian McCaffrey. And Kittle is maybe the best tight end in football if it's not that other guy. We don't even talk
1: about Kyle Juszczyk, and he makes the Pro Bowl his first team all NFL for fullbacks every season.
0: But that's the brilliance of what Belichick was doing, and and you give Josh McDaniels credit back then and some of the other guys. Heck, Bill O'Brien for a little while. The way the Patriots would scheme it up with Brady, and they'd make you worry about guys you didn't think you needed to worry about. That's the scheme part of it. And then you take talent like you've been talking about, the weapons that Kansas City has, the weapons that Cincinnati has and all that. There's a couple different ways to do it. It's like Kellen Moore to me, sometimes he it's like he's calling plays like he's got the best two running backs in the league, the best offensive linemen in the league, and four, you know, the best foot receivers, best tight ends. He calls it like he's got the best of the best, and it doesn't even matter if the defense knows the play. That's kind of how he calls offense to me, and it gets boring, and it gets predict. People have been texting us the word "predictable" the whole show today. Yeah, it's a predictable form of offense.
1: Oh, him and Steve Sarkeesian are very similar in that approach.
0: They are. Yeah, we've been. It's it's so weird because those are the two monsters we cover, but they do both have some of the similar tendencies. So that's where I would tell on the we we've talked about the Dan Quinn side. Here's the Kellen Moore side. I would tell him if this is really the way you see football. Why do you want to hang out with Dak Prescott?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Why is that yeah. your guy, right? Dak's a little more of a workman quarterback, a little more of a blue-collar quarterback, a little more of a, we'll bash our head against a wall to get it done, but we'll get it done. Kellen Moore wants pretty offense. He wants pretty chunk-it-around offense. you got to go find that somewhere else, Kellen. That's not what Dak is. That's what frustrates me as a Cowboys fan. You, If you go... balls out for what Dak is and what this defense is, and you still
1: lose, I'll live and die with you forever. Yeah, he also calls like he's afraid that Dak's going to break his leg again or that just Dak, which I don't think he is the same since that injury, but Kellen Moore, like he calls plays like that. Like, Like he knows he's not even the same, even though we've seen Dak, especially in that Tampa Bay game. He can use his legs if need be. Like that fourth down call, Tampa Bay game on that bootleg. Oh, it I know, was I, brilliant. Yeah, I know it wasn't no Lamar Jackson, you know, Justin Fields type stuff, but just a little bit. Yeah, that was that moment. That was that moment. Just like with Sarkeesian. He'll give you those
0: moments, those moments, that one or two play combo, and then it's gone. He's just like, keep it up. Then it's,
1: let's keep it up.
0: Whoosh, and it
1: goes away. We got 60 minutes. Keep doing it.
0: Dude, I wish I could replay the sound I made when I realized Dak was bootlegging out there. <laughs> I, I, I just kept screaming, yes, yes, yes. I was like a keem in coming to America, screaming in the middle of the night, yes, 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 yes. yes. It was so good. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that he needs to be able to do. And it just, he'll, he'll get away from it a little bit, a little bit too much. So we'll see. But Jerry is the master of. Staying with what's what's there. Staying with the guys if he believes in them. Jerry falls in love and then
1: he sticks with it. Real quick to Which this, just so contradicting with his mentality of like we gotta win now.
0: Yeah, we gotta win now. But again, keep, remember keep, remember the one thing that Jerry seems to be too. He's it's we gotta win now, but he always thinks they're close. He yeah, always it. believes that they're close because he can make the argument of man say all we needed was one more touchdown. We're one touchdown away. We're one win away. We're one. They didn't even win the division this year, but they could somehow make the argument of how close they were. Remember how everybody told you the Cowboys were close on the Des Bryant play with the Packers? That's ignoring the fact that they had to win another game on the road and then go to the Super Bowl. Nobody ever talks about that part of it. Oh, they were so close. Really? Th- were they? Yeah. That's that's the biggest flaw to me for Jerry. He still sees it as really, really Close, And I would tell him he's not.
1: I don't think they're close. In the way they are, but in the way, yeah, you're right. They're not close at all. Like, if you see C.D. Lamb go for over 100 yards and have 10 catches, and then the next man does basically nothing, like Dalton Schultz had five catches, right, 10 attempts, and that was due to Dak's inaccuracy and just how he's been playing the whole game. And you look at what B. Lang talked about with San Fran, and their secondary isn't as good as what everybody says it is. Right. It's just like, dog, you are right there. They were there to be had. Where's yeah, that? But right. where's who's that next step? Like, is it getting rid of Kellen Moore or is it adding more pieces like we see with these other four teams that are left to give Dak more help yeah. and not thinking that I have an Aaron Rodgers-type quarterback that can make all the throws Like Big Mike and Kellen Moore be thinking.
0: I would say it to Jerry and Steven and McCarthy and anybody that would listen. Jerry, you sat and waited because you thought Tony Romo, directed by Jason Garrett, was the way. And you found out you were wrong. You waited
1: too long. Well, you hear Tony Romo and CBS, man, that charm. It's infectious. I get it. it. Dak has a lot of that charm, too. Like, you see him in the Albertson commercials and flipping tables on the cable commercials. You see him on TV all the time. They both have that charm that I think just gets Jerry. I agree. The problem is
0: it's the charm of that OC that gets him that bothers me. He got enamored with Garrett for too long, and now if he gets enamored with Kellen Moore and just stays with it, oh, man, I think they're headed down the same path. That's the change you got to make.
1: Did Ken LaMoure ever take any stats for the Cowboys during this playing days?
0: Uh, in like a regular season game? Was I'd he have... like
1: ever a backup clipboard guy?
0: Oh, he's definitely a backup. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, I can't remember if I ever saw him play in other than, anything other than a regular season. I mean, other than a preseason game. Yeah, that's not good. I don't know if he took regular that's season That's not snaps good because that.
1: that's that loyalty. That Jerry, oh, he's a Cowboys guy.
0: Right, he is. Yeah, he was a Cowboys guy. He was one of my bad. He was a backup guy. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell. That's what scared me about making him the offensive coordinator. You could watch Kellen Moore for four seconds and know he wasn't going to be an NFL quarterback. I mean, it took. Oh, yeah. It was that long. Yeah. It was that long. It was like. Raw Cooper Rush, but
1: worse. Yeah, that trickery stuff that you were doing at Boise State—you can't Ugh. do that in the National Football League, Helen.
0: Terrible. It was—it was awful. Uh, so yeah, I would tell the Cowboys: it's so close, but so far away, and you gotta move. This is the time to do it. We'll see if they're ready to, uh, because you can't continue. Dak is 28. What is it? 28, 29? Oldest quarterback that was left in the round of eight. These guys are not getting. They're young dudes. He was the oldest guy of those eight. Ooh. That's I believe that is true. Count them all up. Double check me. I believe that 28 or 29, whatever he is, he was the oldest one. Clock is ticking. How much more of Dak's career do you want to waste, Jerry? How much? If he's your guy, he's your guy. you got to maximize that. So, if you're not, if you really do believe Mike McCarthy's the guy, then you've got to think about this Kellen Moore thing. Uh, Coming up, let's go Why Today Matters. I still have not commented on Jerry's mouth um, evoking a name he should never, ever talk about. We got to get into that. Why Today Matters. Plus, we got a couple of birthdays we got to hit, a couple legendary sports birthdays, which will bring up a question. Name that broadcaster that you just can't stand or your significant other just can't stand. One of those guys on the list has a birthday today. We'll tell you who he is coming up on The horn. Ah, uh, all right. Here we go. Chad and Zay on a Friday. I'm just not gonna think. I'm gonna react. Ooh, this is invoked.
1: That's right. Yeah. There we go.
0: Oh, thank goodness. How many in this band? Uh, in this group? Four. Four. Yeah. And I don't recall any of them being even kind of normal looking. Like I remember oh, they them look so good. All being good looking. Oh, they look so good. Man, yeah. Everybody could sing. Everybody had the look. I can still see this video. (laughs) They all looked amazing. And by the way, the pretty people rule dictates a lot of things. Here's another one. When you're singing a song like this, the prettier you are, the more effective it is. Yeah. Y'all can all act like that's not real, but it is. You're never gonna get it.
1: Not this time. Four
0: four women standing up there looking average, four fives, can't do that. No. These four? Woo! You felt it when they were singing at you. You're like, you you are correct. I am never going to get that. I am never gonna get it. (laughs) And Vogue, Billy Ocean, Hank Jr., the Bengals, and Janet Jackson. A lot of good stuff today from Zay as always. It is a Friday, big sports weekend, obviously. Let's set up a couple things, and then we'll get into why today matters. Longhorn basketball tomorrow at Tennessee. Can they go get Rick Barnes again? Got him last year, just barely, last second. That was a great game to watch. Let's see what it is when it's Coach Terry against Coach Barnes. By the way, on a personal level, man-to-man, I can only imagine what kind of smart-ass thing is going to come out of Rick Barnes' mouth. To Rodney Terry about Chris Beard about five minutes before that game starts, 20 minutes before that game starts. I'm sorry. Rick Barnes is one of my favorite sarcastic people on the planet. There's no way. He
1: does have a dry humor <laughs> about him.
0: There's no chance he won't reference Beard in some way. And he may do like the baseball cover his mouth to do it, but yeah. he'll say something. There's no way he's going to be able to avoid that. But Texas and Tennessee, five o'clock tomorrow. By the way, there is a story getting out today. Chris Beard's house is up for sale. It is on the market now. Terrytown
1: house? Uh Uh-huh.
0: On the market as of today. What does the
1: realtor say when they're trying to sell that thing? Yeah, the old coach, you know, got into an altercation here, but hey, it's not a beautiful house. Look at
0: these windows. Now you just, you know, you, you lean into all the positives and you say this is a house that, you know, a Texas coach lived in. Okay. You don't even have to, I mean, if you get, if they want specifics, you give them specifics, but, you know. That tells me all I need to know, really. Yeah. Right. It's a nice enough house that a Texas
1: coach lived here. Yeah. Boom. There you go. The glasses fell over there. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I'm come sorry, on, man. I'm
1: sorry. He's gone. The, the, come I've been on. holding in so many jokes just because I want to be professional. Too soon. It is brutal. Too soon. I had to throw that. <laughs> Too soon, Zay. <laughs>
0: Too soon. I'm sure Longhorn fans are enjoying it at some level. Damn it, Chris. Hey, man, the way this basketball team's been playing, it was exactly the formula you needed if all that was going to go down. Coach Terry and this team have really picked it up and played well. And now let's see, because they're headed into that part of the schedule that Zay's been talking about for a while now at Tennessee, home against Baylor, who's woken up in the conference. And then you go on a tour of the state of Kansas. Octagon of doom followed by the church in Lawrence. Good luck, Texas. Let's see how they come out of this thing. Uh, right now, Zay, as a Texas fan, would you sign up for two and two? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I won't, I, will, I won't tell you which ones, but would you just sign up for two and two? Blank. Blank slate. I,
1: I'll sign up. I'll sign up for two and two. Okay. I would say the losses would be tomorrow night, I'd be all right with that. And then Allen Fieldhouse. Okay. I want that revenge on Kansas State. And you got to protect home court when Baylor comes into town. So I I would break it down like that. But with how good all four of these teams are, if they look good, which this is like an oxymoron, if they look good and go on four, uh, you don't like it. But at least you're losing to these high caliber, probably final four bound teams, depending on where they get ranked squads.
0: How about if you can only win one? Is it the home game? Yeah. Okay. You don't want to lose at home. I wouldn't want to lose to him anywhere. No. Much less at home. Uh, you don't want to do that. That's 5 o'clock tomorrow. And, of course, the NFL game's coming up on Sunday. Um, let's get into Why Today Matters. It is January 27th. We've got a few things to hit here. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or SinusSnoringEnt.com. Maybe the most important reason why today matters is that Bucky told the baked potato story on the air today. It is on the YouTube page. Wow. Check it out, YouTube.com slash at the horn Austin we're up to 651 subscribers help us get to a thousand subscribers that's that first goal help us get there would you please we appreciate you for that shows on there video shorts on there uh, the video of Zay breaking down the championship games already has a thousand views so go check that one out uh, at the uh, YouTube so I still need to hear the story I've still never heard the baked potato story I'm gonna go hear that later on so make sure you do that you can also just access it there at horn FM. .com. We also have, Zay, a couple of birthdays. It would have been uh, Dr. Jerry Buss'
1: 90th birthday today. My man. How about that? What a G he was. Like, who has the thought of, you know, when I own a basketball team, we're basically going to have a strip club in the arena. Mm-hmm. It might have not have been a strip club, but it was pretty damn close. It was a club to where after the game, you have a good game, go down there, you could have another good game if you know what I'm talking about.
0: An '80s supper
1: club. Yeah, yes. yeah. So uh-huh. he was the man. A transsetter had a good time. I love John C. Riley in the biopic "Winning Time" on HBO. I thought he killed it. I know it was probably a little fictional at times, but <laughs> um. Bit- I think of Jerry West, I think of Jerry West like that. And uh, I love thinking Jerry West like that. Are they going to re-rack
0: that thing and hit I more don't seasons? Know. Or? I don't know. I feel like you have to. I enjoyed it. I But like a lot
1: it. of people did not like it. A lot of people did not Ooh, approve, especially no, the yeah. ones that were involved, like Jerry West. I know Kareem was like, "Uh, they got Kareem smoking the chronic. Yeah, and Kareem that. wasn't thrilled with that. It either. wasn't the best look. But John C. Riley as Jerry Buss, he killed that. Plus, I love me some Jenny Buss, too. Have you seen the 91 Playboys, bruh? Jenny Buss. I have not. I have not. She's at the Forum. Oh. butted it naked. Wow. Okay. Holding (laughs) basketballs, and they owned the hockey team back then. Man. Yeah, so he created that also. Love me some Jerry Buss. For creating Jenny Buzz. Fair enough. All right. yeah, it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Today is also the birthday of a guy that I feel like is it's is hated in NFL circles. I haven't quite figured it out, but Chris Collinsworth is 64 years old today. And my buddy, uh my buddy's wife, Sakamano's wife, sends me at least five texts every NFL season of how much she hates uh Chris Collinsworth. Somebody <laughs> mm-hmm. on the text line said I'd rather go. Uh, I'd rather go full Helen Keller, that's an interesting way to say it, than ever have to listen to Brent Woe Mama Musburger ever again. So Brent Musburger is on their list. Who are some of your least favorite broadcasters? Zay, is there anybody that drives you that crazy? that you tell everybody you can't stand them? Like, some people hate Joe Buck and Chris Collinsworth, and back in the day it was Joe Theismann. Some people convinced themselves they hated Bob Costas
1: all these years. Any big dogs that you hate like that? No, no. I respect the craft. I understand. It's a hard job. Somebody who's just started doing – color analysts with Roger Wallace for high school games. It's a tough gig, and I respect everybody who does it. I think Craig Way is one of the greatest of all time. Him and Eddie Or and everybody that he works with is terrific. So I, I like Musburger and Collinsworth. And plus, I'm so locked into the game anyway, they're not going to mess my rhythm up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be paying attention to the game. I could care less. Unless you're saying some Don Imus type of things, I could care less of mm. what's going on. Yeah, I respect those guys. There's nobody that I hate now. My wife, on the other hand, if you're a woman in sports, she can't stand. Oh no! You. Oh, she's so sexist. Oh no! It's so sad. Like, don't let Aaron Andrews come on the screen. Oh, see, I don't. Yeah, she will dog Aaron Andrews. She'll dog <laughs> Doris Burke. Like, I'll. She barely likes Candace Parker. Barely likes Candace Parker. Really? She, and she just thinks Candace Parker. Is like a basketball Beyonce. So I think that's why she likes her. She just has like an aura about her. But still, I, come on, Doris Burke is the GOAT.
0: Oh, she's awesome. And yeah, Andrew, you know, she
1: does a thing. She's great. Yeah, I've
0: never, that, that, it's, it is weird. There are some people, uh, and men and women, I've been around men and women that are like that. They get uncomfortable with women as broadcasters in certain situations. At times, my wife will say that too. She doesn't like it when I say it on the air. I'm like, well, come on, it's the truth. That's, what, that's, the yeah, way that's, way true that's the way it is. Um, but sometimes she'll have that feeling too. And it is really, really strange. How about this one? I can't stand Greg Olson. He's always looking for the negatives of the Cowboys. It's easy, but no need. Give me Troy Moose or Romo. They are unbiased. Wait, wait, hold on, stop. So you're upset because you think somebody's being a little biased on the other side, but you want Troy Moose or Romo because they're unbiased?
1: <laughs> Oh, Cowboys, guys.
0: Come on, man. See, that's the thing that I've never felt that way, that other people have convinced themselves. This, to me, this is when you know I guess you're good. Every Yankee fan thought Costas hated them. Red Sox fans thought he hated them. Joe Buck gets the same thing, and now people will tell you. I'm sure there are people out there that, think, that hate Troy Aikman, and they'll say, Well, Troy Aikman is always pro-Cowboys. I'm an Eagles guy. I never think he gives us our respect. But I think he does a great job. So
1: if there are any of those uh, uh, that are there, you let us know. Now, I could see why people hate Bill Walton and RG3. I like both of those guys. I Uh, know they're quirky, especially Bill Walton and all the Molly and, you know, drugs that he used to take in the 70s. I think that's kind of corrupted the dome to where he's so goofy and loofy out there. I
0: was going to say, at this moment, today— I'll take RG3 10 times out of 10 before Bill, because Bill's gone too far for me. I used to enjoy Bill. When it was him and Snapper Jones on NBC, that's Bill Walton, because Bill Walton, would get into, they'd get into some great basketball discussions. Yeah, in the discussions. 90s, NBC,
1: Bill Walton was great. Right,
0: but the basketball has gone away now. It's just him, and you're right. It's him kind of fried out, not caring. I don't care if you're different. I don't care if you're unique. Not caring. I need. I don't need you to be apathetic. You can't be apathetic and be on the broadcast. He does not care, and when he doesn't do Pac-12
1: games, oh, he really don't give a he damn. He tells
0: you he doesn't care. That's useless to me. So Bill is a different deal. Uh, I've, I actually grew to like the Mark Jones RG3 pairing this year. I thought those guys kind of found each other. They're both like, they're both handsome. Pretty cool black announcers that are really dorky old men deep down.
1: Archie <laughs> 3 said that Texas Baylor game on Black Friday. Happy Black of that. Friday, black right. Friday everybody. A, one of the
0: dorkiest dad jokes I've ever heard in my Ooh. life. <laughs> but I like them both. I like them both. The references they'll make, they're having fun. There's always a smile in their voice. Yeah, I, I have no, and they know football. RG three obviously knows knows ball. Yeah, when he mucked up no Bugaboo
1: too, I love that. <laughs> I love that man.
0: My uh, man is country.
1: He is right. from that part of Texas. Mike car, that's my, my guy. He country? Oh, my God. Them Kaleem brothers over there, they and, country. And he powered through that word
0: mistake, too. He powered and through it. He, got right through he powered that. through it. Other guys wouldn't have been able to recover from that one. Uh, that is why today matters for us. Little Jan 27. Tomorrow will be the 28th. Is there anybody to mention? Oh, Spurs fans. Greg Popovich will be 74 years uh, Pop. old tomorrow. Happy birthday to Coach Pop. Tomorrow, I'm sure he will uh, celebrate with some wine. I know he's in. He's way into that. Yeah, all those
1: Spurs guys love wine. Yeah, Like Manu and Tony and all those guys. He'll go to the. He'll
0: go to a special cellar tomorrow. I'm sure. Even if they're on the road, and he'll get it figured out. All right, coming up, stems and seeds. Before we uh, are done on this Friday, we'll get you up to date on all the NFL stuff, uh, including Dan Quinn staying with the Cowboys. Anything on Kellen Moore? Has anybody heard anything? Not that I'm interested or anything. This is the horn.
1: frisbee gangsters and girls make my world war no hesitation i can run a nation from incarceration 30 years is what i'm facing but give me seven c's and 11 g's i make enough cheese to bring wall street to its knees food please i got enough guns to fill the empire state building full of ones go to school is what you tell us but everybody in school is scared of the good fellas we got to play dope say no but nobody makes another move I say so that's how it is. That's how it's gonna be kids when you Who the hell you
0: wanna be? Almost done on a Friday. Good stuff there. This sounds like one particular guy to me but then he says a couple words and I think, "Oh, I don't know if it's him."
1: Stick with your gut. It sounds like Ice Cube. There we go. Okay. There we go. All right. All right, so this is Ice Cube but it's with the group that he was in.
0: Uh, so this is Ice Cube with NWA. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm sorry. Okay,
1: the group sorry. after NWA. Group
0: after NWA. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I this is this will educate me. A group with Ice Cube in it after NWA.
1: I am no. Yeah, not, y'all know who this guy is. Yeah, not familiar with it. Who? What? What is it? This is West Side Connection. Okay. This is Dub C. Mac 10s, the other member, along with Ice Cube. Ah, okay. So they're like West Coast underground legends, and then they got more national fame because they team with Ice Cube. West Side Connection, okay. Uh, so West Side Connection,
0: uh, finishing uh, off today. Uh, we had In Vogue earlier. We had Billy Ocean. We had Hank Jr. Had the Bangles and Janet Jackson, all part of the show. Also, let me see if I get this right. A beat to start the hour, Lil Wayne. Turk, BG, and juvenile. The hot boys. The hot boys. The hot boys. I should have just written that down. That yeah, would have you been easy. <laughs> the hot boys. Okay, there we go. Would that be boys with a Z or an S? I
1: think it's Z.
0: That's a Z? Yeah. Well, boys with a Z. I think it's Z. I'm learning. I'm learning uh, at an accelerated rate. All right. Uh, hope you're having a good one. Let's get some stems and seeds before we get out of here. There's one thing we haven't even mentioned today.
1: No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks.
0: And we need to. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. I just saw this a few minutes ago and you reminded me. It's Mike Harge's birthday today. What up, Harge? Happy birthday, Harge. Happy
1: birthday, DJs
0: fodder there you go dj's dad is what you're gonna call him forever right yeah uh i don't know a whole lot of guys who flip out that much about their birthday i don't know if harge is one of those guys but happy birthday to harge hope he has a good birthday absolutely my guy and to any of you who have birthdays today we hope you have a uh, a good one too cowboy's gonna have dan quinn do you think kellen moore's coming back what's your gut tell you I
1: hope he's coming back. Oh, what do you mean you hope? I hope he's coming back. I think he's the right guy. Do you? I do. For what? Offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, the 2023 Super Bowl champs. Oh, <laughs>
0: to get him that far, huh? Okay.
1: Yeah, keep the guy. See, you think- He already has a home there, probably has a kid, nice wife. Yeah, very comfortable. Don't make him move. Come
0: you, on. You are being your your vision is being clouded by the fact that you want B. John Robinson. You think they're I gonna? Do. You think they're gonna go win a Super Bowl if they have Kellen Moore calling plays for Bijan Robinson? Oh yeah, they right there. You think Bijan You think he's gonna pay attention to Bijan any more than Sark did? Uh, maybe you, a little bit. Because you always say
1: they're kind of the same
0: guy. They are
1: very similar. Okay. I'm just we'll checking. We'll
0: see. I'm just checking. We'll see. I'm just checking. All right, we'll see how that one goes. Also, Texans fans, I'm seeing this D'Amico Ryan story starting to develop even more. Looks like that could be your guy. That could be a perfect fit for the Houston Texans. If nothing gets messed up, if nothing goes too weird from now to then, it could happen. Will Nick Casario stay as the GM in that case? Or could there be another GM at some point? That might be my first question if I'm D'Amico Ryans. But you can't ask it because apparently Nick Casario's taken over that whole culture in Houston. All right, everybody have a great weekend. I'm going Eagles-Bengals. You doing the same thing? 49ers-Bengals. 49ers-Bengals. Yeah, let's
1: go 49ers-Bengals.
0: You're going Super Bowl sixteen and Super Bowl twenty three
1: rematch, huh? Yeah, let's see what... Rock Purley could do in Lincoln Financial.
0: I don't care what happens. I'm rooting for that AFC thing in the, <laughs> in the Super Bowl. That's all I know. Y'all have a good weekend. Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod Babers and the birthday boy Mike Harge. Keep it right here on the Horn, Texas and Tennessee tomorrow at 5.